This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. The podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. everybody, welcome back to episode 54 of the Team Stripes podcast. We have two great guests coming to you. And uh, the first guest you'll know, uh, his name's Andy Hudson. He's been on the show uh, before. He was an early guest who talked about retention and what uh, MIOA, um, the Missouri Ice Hockey Officials Association, is doing. And uh, in addition, we have another great MIOA representative with us. His name is Scott Bockel. So, uh, gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you Thanks very for having much, us. Brandon. So, Andy, you're our, you're our returning guest, I, I guess, and you've been on the show before. And I'm wondering just uh, if you could introduce uh, the newcomer to the listeners out there. You bet, Brandon. First of all, just thanks a lot for having, having me again, and, and I'm really excited to, to be a part of this. It's, it's great to listen to all of your, your podcasts. I try to listen to every single one of them, and uh, they're, just, they're just fantastic for our community of officials, so thank you for that. And um, What I'm really excited to talk about today is, is a few things, and we can get into that, into that later, but um, uh, Brandon was kind enough to you were kind enough to invite along Scott Bockel, who's been a member of, of Missouri Ice Hockey Officials Association for the past uh, uh, 15 to 20 years, I believe. And uh, he is um, uh, one of our top officials locally, and he's um, made it through the, the USA uh, ODP program and on to juniors, minor professional, and now is a referee in the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, which was NCAA men's hockey. So uh, that's a little bit about Scott. I'm, I'm hoping, Brandon, that he can kind of uh, do a better job uh, introducing himself than I did introducing him. Yeah, so switching over to Scott, and thank you, Andy, for, for, for coming back on the show and for all the work you've been doing, and we appreciate your support. And Scott, uh, how did Andy do with that introduction? Outstanding. I think I think the check will clear. Andy, uh, thank you very much for the kind words, and, and Brandon, thanks for having having me uh, on the show. Also a big fan, and uh, uh, looking forward to our, our upcoming chat here. So, Scott, uh, I guess Andy gave us a little bit of insight into your career, but just tell us. I mean, how did you get started? What uh, What are some of the adventures you've gone on here in this uh, this uh, officiating career? Well, I've been the uh, I've been a very fortunate recipient of uh, a great MIHOA program in St. Louis. And uh, they, uh, they do a great job with the grassroots program, uh, which I was a part of at a, uh, an unconventional age of uh, the, ripe, the ripe young age of 28. When I started refing and uh, moved on there to USA Hockey's program with Scott Brand and the junior development program, and I uh, was fortunate enough to... Uh, find my way into minor pro hockey and then through the courtesy of USA hockey and Matt leaf into international, uh, stuff. So, um, you know, as, as a, as a, a bonus ball for me, the, I was, uh, fortunate enough to fall into NCAA hockey where I've been the last, uh, nine years. And it's been a great experience. Yeah. And you, you did mention you, you, you've worked some international hockey and, um, I don't know how many officials out there will know this story, but I mean, there's a pretty, pretty big event that happened. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming almost a decade ago, and I wonder if you could tell the listeners about uh, maybe that 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 important global event that you were sort of stuck in the middle of. 
Absolutely. Um, well, I, I, a little background is USA Hockey has an amazing relationship with the Asia League, uh, which is their uh, version of the NHL. And uh, during the playoff season and when countries cross uh, brackets, uh, they will request that USA Hockey provide a, uh, a nonpartisan official, if you will. And I was fortunate enough to be selected along with uh, Paul DePoit. And uh, upon arriving, uh, we were uh, obviously very excited. We were supposed to go work in uh, Fukushima, which is in uh, Koryama. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, about six, six hours after landing, uh, an unfortunate event, the uh, earthquake and tsunami hit the coast. And uh, uh, for the next six or seven days, we were essentially uh, trapped in uh, Tokyo. I say trapped, but, uh, but obviously very safe. And uh, got to watch firsthand the uh, unfortunate and tragic events unfold in front of us until we were able to safely leave. Wow, and I mean, you know, like you said, you kind of got it right there when it when it happened. I mean, is that a shock to the system experiencing that event, experiencing that sort of event when you know, for all for all intents and purposes, you're going there to officiate hockey? I mean, something you love to do. I mean, talk about. I mean, is is there a range of emotions there? I mean, how do you handle something like that? Well, I think the the first the first thing is trying to figure out what happened. I know Paul and I were riding the subway. Uh, with our guide, and we were actually coming up from underground when it actually happened. And, uh, you know, shock and awe, and, uh, trying to figure out um, what happened. And then your secondary emotion is trying to figure out what, what area is going to be safe. And then, you know, tertiary emotion is, is hockey's important. Uh, but then you get a real, real good look into what's really important in life, and you saw a country absolutely uh, reeling from this event. And uh, while you're thankful for your own safety, you know, your thoughts and prayers at the time go out to the people that were affected. And uh, yeah, so Scott, I mean, certainly that's that's certainly not a, a maybe not a positive moment in sort of if, sort of your career. But I mean, coming back and afterwards, I mean, what are some of the highlights? Of your career, I mean, you know, Andy obviously mentioned you're working some college hockey. I mean, uh, what are some of the the highlights of your career? I've been very blessed. Um, the, the the big highlight is the people I've worked with, the friendships I've made, and I think anybody in the officiating community would concur with that. Um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work through most minor professional leagues uh, that the U.S. and Canada has. Uh, I was honored to be a part of a couple Paralympic events in Torino and Vancouver. And uh, courtesy of the IHF, a couple uh, uh, IHF World Championships overseas. So I think as a collective whole, uh, I've been more than blessed uh, and provided opportunities. And, and uh, hopefully with this camp that we're talking about, uh, be able to pass those experiences on. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, and we definitely got a segue to this camp here. But I, I got to ask you. I mean, you talk about working in the Paralympics. I mean, how does somebody get chosen for an event like that? I mean, certainly, like you know, most officials would sort of work their way up the traditional ranks, so to speak. I mean, how do you get to work an event like the Paralympics? When we did it, it was a, it was a bit of a pilot program. Scott Brinkman was the out of Buffalo, New York, was the original U.S. official, uh, and he went to USA Hockey asking for. 
a couple volunteers at the time uh, that might be interested in piloting a program when myself and Jonathan Morrison uh, were selected by USA Hockey. And we worked the first games in Torino kind of uh, as, a, as a pilot program, if you would, for USA Hockey. And since then, Jonathan Morrison's taken that over uh, with Brad Raithlisberger out of Wisconsin. And they've absolutely uh, grown the program. So now I know we've got another official in St. Louis, uh, Andy Bethman and Danny Bethman, that are both working, uh, twin brothers out of St. Louis that are working uh, sled games and it's been uh it's been amazing to see that type of sport. It's an amazing sport. If you've never seen a game, it's a must. Uh, the athletes are absolutely amazing, and the opportunity to be a part of something on the ground floor like that was was one in a million. And is there you talk about sled hockey? Or is, is there is there is there a learning curve to, to adjust to to a rule set like that, or to pick up? I guess the way the game's played. Uh, rules are the same. Uh, a couple variations. Uh, the players, uh, probably twice as tough uh, and probably twice as much fun as the able body guys. Mm. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the only difference is in, in the able body game, you're looking eye level, uh, shoulders and eye level. And here, everything's at a much lower uh, uh, space by which they play in. So do a little bit more looking down. And I mean, give the listeners out there, the officials listening, a sense of. I mean, how do you how do you call a game like that? Is there generally less penalties, more penalties? I mean, what's kind of the role of the official as compared to, as you mentioned, the able-bodied game? That's a great question. Uh, the game's played exactly the same way. The only difference is they're playing in buckets. Uh, it's full contact. There's a couple unique penalties by by proxy the, the way they're into buckets. There's a very uh, a prominent penalty called teeing where it is exactly as it sounds uh if you t-bone another player in the bucket using the front end of your sled uh that's a penalty and so uh that tends to be a prominent penalty just by the way they maneuver on the ice but the game is played exactly the same full contact hooks holds elbows roughing same exact top to bottom and uh, switching to Andy here a little bit, I mean, you know, how, speak, I mean, obviously with Myoa, um, you guys have done an unbelievable job in development and in recruiting and really pushing your officials to, 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 to be the best they can be. And I mean, can you speak to, to, you know, how you might leverage somebody like Scott and, and speak to how, you know, you can use somebody like Scott and his experience to really contribute to your program? You bet, Brandon. Uh, Scott's been a great resource for us based on his experience, not just uh, nationally here with USA Hockey, but also internationally. And we, uh, we rely on him for advice. We rely on him for getting out and watching some of our games as a supervisor or evaluator. And then uh, I'm really excited to uh, announce that Scott's going to be joining the Tim Peel camp, which is something that uh, we've been working on for the past nine months or so. Uh, which is a brand new referee camp, uh, the Tim Peel referee camp that's happening this summer here in St. Louis. And Scott's going to be one of our key instructors for, for that event, uh, which I'm very excited about and, and would love to, to, to tell you a little bit more about if that's okay. Yeah. And that's what's something that's what we're here to talk about is, is to, to, cause I mean, I don't know too many officials that didn't see your guys' promotional 
uh, video you put out featuring the announcement of this Tim Peel referee camp that's happening in St. Louis. But just tell the listeners out there, how did this all get started? Where did this all come about? You bet. So uh, back in the back, going way, way back into the 60s and 70s, there was a gentleman in St. Louis named Bill McKenna. And he's considered one of the founding fathers of, of, of amateur hockey in St. Louis. And he started uh, several of the youth associations here in the St. Louis metro area. And in addition to being involved in hockey as a coach and as a player himself, he started getting involved as a referee. Um, and as a referee, he made it up to the collegiate level and even the minor pro level back in the 60s and 70s. And he also at the same time became the official scorekeeper for the St. Louis Blues. Um, Anyway, when he passed away, unfortunately, in the late 90s, um, our association, the Missouri Ice Hockey Officials Association, started a scholarship foundation in his name. It's called the Bill McKenna Memorial Scholarship Foundation. And um, our goals of the foundation are to provide officiating opportunities for people in the St. Louis area and support for... Uh, officiating in particular. Uh, Anyway, so as a fundraising um, idea for this event, we approached uh, Tim Peel, who happens to live here in St. Louis, and he's also been involved with our foundation for the past several years as a member of of the board of directors. And we asked Tim, we said, Tim, what is something that we could do uh, to help out officials in St. Louis, but to also potentially bring more awareness and funding to the foundation. And so with that idea came the Tim Peel referee camp. Um, Tim's been around in the NHL for 20 plus years, and he's kind of in the twilight of his career. I, I don't think he'd mind me saying that. Um, and he wants to really give back. He's gotten a lot more involved in some local hockey. He has, he has some kids that, that, that already play hockey locally. Uh, and, so that was the idea that spurred this this new camp. And really, it's an opportunity for him to give back to the game and for us to provide an opportunity to of- officials in St. Louis and even outside of St. Louis, an opportunity to, to have some fun and to learn a lot about officiating in a, in a camp setting. And I'm sure there's many out there that are probably hearing this and, and are probably you're piquing their interest and wanted to go to a camp like this. Can you talk to some of the instructors that you're bringing to the table and to perhaps some of the programming you're, lo- you're looking to put together? You bet. Um, well, obviously, Tim Peel is, is, is our key instructor. He's going to be our head, uh, our head instructor for the, for the entire weekend. Um, but we've also brought on a great group of officials that are all based here in St. Louis. Uh, Scott Bockel, who's on the on the line with us right now, uh, is going to join us as, as one of our key instructors. And a fellow NCHC referee with Scott uh, is a gentleman by the name of Joe Sullivan, who I believe was also a guest uh, on this podcast you know, a month or two ago. Uh, and then we have two of our younger guys who have come up through our program and are currently working in the ECHL. And one is a referee. His name is Cam Fleming. And the other is a linesman who's Addison Brush. And a little shout out to Addison. Addison, in addition to officiating full time as a linesman in the ECHL, he he does video production. And so he's the one who actually did that great video of Tim that's that talks about the camp. And 
he doesn't know it yet, but we're going to ask him to do some more video stuff around the, <laughs> around the dates of the camp. But, uh, um, so those are our instructors. Yeah. Um, we also have reached out to, we have confirmations from Brian Pansich, who's a linesman in the NHL. Uh, he's going to be involved that weekend. And then also we're really excited to announce that, that, uh, retired, NHL linesman Jay Scherers, who is also a guest on your podcast, I believe, uh, is also uh, is also going to be joining us. He's based here in St. Louis now as well. So we've got a great group of, of instructors. Um, going back to Bill McKenna, uh, who the foundation is named after, his grandson is Mike McKenna, who uh, is currently a goalkeeper with the Philadelphia Flyers organization. And he's one of the most... Uh, experienced goalkeepers in the American Hockey League, and he's played probably, I don't know, maybe 20 to 30 NHL games too for seven or eight different organizations. So Mike McKenna is, is going to join us for part of the camp too to just welcome everybody and say hi and, and talk a little bit about his involvement with the foundation, which this camp ultimately benefits. Well, and I mean, that's a stellar lineup. And uh, for all the listeners out there wondering, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of similarities between our guests and uh, your instructors. And it's not because uh, one of us is poaching off the other. We're just getting some great people to the table here. So it sounds like you have a really great lineup. And I guess, Andy, I mean, uh, what's the challenge here? I mean, you have all this great officiating talent. And then, Scott, I guess this is a question for you as well. I mean, how do you bring all these people together to build a stellar program? I mean, what does that program look like for these officials coming coming together? Uh, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and field that, and then I can throw it over to Scott. Um, we're really looking to provide an atmosphere at this camp that's about working together, a lot of interactive um, sessions. We're going to use a lot of video content, which uh, um, I'm happy to announce we're going to use a lot of the video content that, that the Team Stripes Academy provides, which is which is very generous of you all. Um, but we also plan on, we're doing some power skating instruction and I'm very excited also to say that we're partnering with a local St. Louis group called the Winterland Ice Hockey Program. And so we'll actually have games going on during the camp. So we'll be able to have our campers actually officiate games and give them live, live game supervisions, use some video, uh, video content to kind of increase the the educational opportunities that they can that they can use for the camp. Um, so that's just a few little things that we're doing. Going back to what Scott said earlier, being an official is all about making friends and making connections in this wonderful, you know, community of hockey and officiating in particular. And and a camp environment like that is is sure to result in new friendships, new teamwork with officials that are going to work together, or maybe even people from outside of the area that are coming in to to enjoy the, the, the camp. And Scott, I mean, for you, I mean, you're somebody that's worked high levels of hockey. I mean, can you speak to the benefit for those officials that say, oh, you know, maybe I'll take the summer off. I mean, what's the benefit of doing something like this? Is there some, is there, is there a benefit in terms of, you know, sharpening your skills or can you speak to, to, to the added uh, incentive and the added value of doing something like this? Absolutely. I, actually, I'm just, in, I'm just in charge of the post-camp social. Uh, <laughs> just joking. Uh, protein bars and push-ups. Um, no, it, it, absolutely. And I, I think if you get this, uh, you get a group of officials uh, that have obviously put some skin in the game by coming to this camp because 
it's uh, it's not a free event. It's not free by time. It's not free by effort, and it's not free by cost. You put that many officials in the same place uh, with that level of instruction that that Andy and Myhoa have put together. Um, you're going to have a, an amazing amount of synergy, and I, I think you know Andy alluded to this earlier. And it's common across most officiating communities is retention's everything, um, and keeping officials excited uh, about doing the job because let's face it nobody wants to get screamed at for trying to do the right thing or do something they enjoy and that's it's part of the job it comes with the jersey and we all know it um but uh if you know creating an environment like this hopefully provides uh incentive for i say young people young officials new officials or officials hungry to get better uh gives them an environment to come uh, be a part of something bigger than just the, the daily grind and gives them an opportunity to add a tool to their bag or make a new connection. I mean, look at the names that Annie talked about. Uh, Tim Peel, Brian Pants, it's Jay Shares. Just being able to stand, these guys are very accomplished officials. Um, just being able to to have a, have a meal with them or stand next to them on the boards and hear a story. We all know how far that goes, so yeah. Long, you know, to wrap this up, I, I think I think Andy and, and my whole have created a Timmy Peel has created a, a great environment for for kids to to come be excited about this. Yeah, and I know you, you kind of you said you, you were kind of joking about you know the the, the post camp social, but I mean that's something we don't talk about enough is that you know officiating is a brotherhood, a sisterhood. And, you know, a lot of the time when we talk about development, we speak about the on-ice development. But like you mentioned, retention is, is a lot more than that. And it's, it's, it's being part of this family. And, uh, I mean, Andy, I mean, we talked about retention in, in your episode. It, it, do you see that, as, as, as Scott mentions, as a huge part of retention is, is getting that sort of familial bond together with your officials? 100%, Brandon. Uh, you know, I, my best friends are through this game. Uh, hands down. And the greatest part, I've had the f- opportunity to live in several different parts of the United States and, and officiate in several parts of the United States. And I can still reach out to people in Colorado or California, or, or I lived in New Mexico for a while uh, through officiating. Um, and, and, and people that I've had the opportunity to meet through some of the, through some of the events I've attended over the years. And we really are a brotherhood. You know, we look after each other. Um, the moment we walk into a rink, we're the third team uh, on the ice or the third team in the building. And we really try to encourage that vibe or energy with our young officials. Because when something goes wrong in a game, and, and it, it, hopefully it doesn't, but it, we all know it will, um, your partner or your partner's are the only people that are there that are there they're going to support you you know regardless of of what's going on so you need to build up that camaraderie that teamwork that brotherhood or sisterhood and a camp like this is you know Scott joked about the about the post camp social but we're going to do stuff like that you know we're going to have we're going to have meals together we're going to have um, opportunities to 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 do a a pregame workout together and, and do some team building opportunities, which, you know, probably are going to be the most memorable parts of a camp um, over and above the, 
you learned how to drop a puck differently or you learned something about your positioning on the blue line or, or getting to the net for that close goal scoring opportunity. Those things are important. Yeah. But, but you're going to make friendships, you're going to have fun, you're going to learn things and uh, you're going to, you're going to come away with something that's bigger and better than just what's happening on the ice. So very excited. Yeah, and speaking about camaraderie, I'm going to put both of you guys on the spot here. Um, but you guys were having some friendly banter before the show when we were off the air. But I'm going to ask both of you, do you have some funny stories about the other official on the line here, Andy? you have any good stories about Scott? Scott, anything funny about uh, Andy here? I'm going to start with Andy because you're the recurring guest. <laughs> well, Scott and I had the opportunity to, to officiate in a tournament a handful of years ago, uh, USA Hockey National Tournament. And there was three of us from St. Louis that drove up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, which if anybody's been to Green Bay, it's a, a tiny little town. And um, we had a great weekend. Uh, none of us made it to the final championship game. So uh, we decided to leave bright and early in the morning to come back to St. Louis about a seven hour drive. And Scott and his roommate, who's another local official here in St. Louis, they met me in, in uh, I was driving a minivan at the time, my wife's minivan, which they were giving me plenty of grief over all weekend. Uh, but uh, we met outside of the, the hotel room, and the guys had one of those hotel carts. Uh, and I thought, well, it's a ho- rolling hotel cart full of their, their hockey bags. But in fact, it wasn't. It was full of, I think I want to say, power. Yeah, power. 240. 12 ounce cans of we'll call it Powerade uh, that we proceeded to uh, transport all the way from Green Bay back to St. Louis because this certain quote unquote Powerade you could only find in Wisconsin and you couldn't find it in in St. Louis. So the gas efficiency was a little low on that trip, but it was a great story and something I'll I'll never forget. And uh, I got to swing it over here, Scott and. uh... It's good to hear that you're, you know, you guys are keeping hydrated with that Powerade. You, you, that's 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 a great learning lesson. But Scott, I'm going to swing it over to you. Anything? Well, yeah, just to correct the record, though, <laughs> some people bring home hoodies or foam fingers or like pucks from a tournament. We brought hydration, and I'd like to think that as being forward thinkers for nutrition and <laughs> recovery. So let's just get that off the table right now. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that same trip, if you will. And I remember getting in the car and Andy's all fired up and we left it might've been seven or eight in the morning from St. Louis and Andy's driving. And, uh, uh, Rich Palo was the other official that was with us. And we take off and mild morning traffic and we're, we're pretty excited. Everyone's talking about what, you know, what teams will be there and, and uh, uh, what what's to come of the week and the anticipation. And we get about an hour into the trip, and uh, Andy pulls into the gas station, fills up, and thought it was kind of odd. Looks next, looks looks uh, to his right, and there's Rich Palo. He says, "You ready to drive?" And his eyes get real big. What he doesn't see is me in the back seat because this young man has got a heavy foot. My eyes are about to fall out of my head, but I say nothing because I'm realizing we're going to make it to green. We're going to seven hour trips going to become about three and a half real quick. (laughs) And, uh, and all in all, I mean, Andy did ask for it. So Rich gets in the, uh, passenger seat 
puts his phone away and uh, has a wry grin on before he hammers down on the pedal, buries the needle, and we get to Green Bay in record time. I'm pretty sure we almost made the hot breakfast at the hotel. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, no, you guys got to you guys keep it interesting. By the way, it sounds here. Uh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot one more time. Uh, we probably got some listeners from lots of countries tuning in. Certainly, we know there's going to be a lot of Myoa members in attendance. But for those listeners, there might be some in Canada, the U.S., Sweden, England, Australia. Um, boys, what what's the sales pitch to come to St. Louis? What's what's uh, Aside from officiating, what's uh, what's the what's the big pitch here? Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, well, first of all, uh, you get to hang out with two really handsome people and, and, and several handsome officials in Scott and I. Who um, he and I have about as much hair combined as the as the uh, well, who knows who? But um, no, uh, St. Louis is a is a great town. Um, just in general here in the Midwest, there's a lot going on in the hockey world here in St. Louis. We've got two huge new rink projects happening in St. Louis that are going to explode amateur and youth hockey here in St. Louis. Um, the registration for the camp for non-locals uh, or non-Myhoa members opens on April 1st, um, which... Uh, we hope we plan on, on selling the camp out. It is limited attendance, um, but we'd love to have people from the Midwest or anywhere else come in. Um, it's really an opportunity for especially young officials to, to get to know other people from other parts of the country. And uh, St. Louis is a great town. Uh, a lot of blues alumni, when they, uh, when they retire from the blues, they they make a family here, and it, it, uh, hockey is a tight knit community, and St. Louis itself is a tight knit community. Bacal, what do you have to say about our our great city here? Well, I, it, that's hard to top that. I, I will say first of all, if anyone's following social media right now, not all of us slice our bagels in a bread style. <laughs> yeah, what is that about? <laughs> right? Can we just relax, folks? It was a bagel. I promise. It's just a bagel. Uh, number two, uh, we don't pour milk in the Chips Ahoy bag. It just doesn't happen. Uh, no, but Andy's exactly right. We've got great restaurants, uh, great sites. Got the baseball Cardinals, um, and I'm pretty sure you don't have to edit this one out. We may have a Stanley Cup parade about that time. Wow, that's uh, bad luck. That's that bad luck. Are you kidding me? Have you seen? <laughs> we've had we've had an entire uh, decade. Of bad, or a century of bad luck. It can't get any worse for us. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, St. Louis is a great place, and where we're holding the uh, the camp has a tremendous amount of uh, uh, attractions. So we're we're looking forward to it. And anyone who comes, I, I think it'll be a great value add, a great great value uh, for them. And again, uh, you guys did a great job, and I, you, you convinced me. I think i got to sign up for the camp here, and that's the Tim Peel Referee Camp. I think many of you out there will know about it, and certainly I think these guys, these gentlemen did a great job in talking about it. And I, uh, you, I, I might be wrong, but I think you guys are going to get a lot of great uh, – you guys are getting a great turnout for this event. Um, and uh, before we go, as we uh, tend to leave off each show – um, and uh, don't give away too many trade secrets, guys, from the camp, but uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you each for a good piece of advice for the listeners out there, maybe starting with uh, Scott. You know, <laughs> be yourself, uh, be humble, and be respectful. Uh, the game doesn't owe you anything, and 
you're not bigger than the game. Uh, you're a part of a, a an, an amazing sport and treat it as such. And I think if if officials go out there and give it their best effort and just be themselves, uh, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a great experience for them. And uh, Andy, bring it over to you. I know you've already given. A, I can't remember what the the last advice you gave was on our first episode, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to top it with this with this piece of advice you're going to give here. Yeah, very similar to Scott, but what I would say is whatever game that you're officiating, that's the most important game right then and right there. Whether it's a bright lights junior A game on a Saturday night or a Wednesday night men's league game at 10 p.m. or a Sunday morning squirt B game, uh, those players and those coaches that's their number one game of that weekend or that week or, or that day. And they deserve your hundred percent effort. So whatever game it is, give it a hundred percent, 120%. And, uh, the teams, the players, the coaches and the spectators, uh, and your partners will, will greatly appreciate it. Awesome. That's, uh, no, that's awesome guys. And, um, like, like the listeners have obviously heard, uh, the Tim Peel referee camps coming up, this summer to St. Louis, and so we hope the registrations come flying in. And uh, Andy, for anybody out there listening to the show that wants to learn about applying, where can they find out more information? Uh, great. Thanks for asking. You bet. Uh, the McKenna Scholarship website is McKennaScholarship.com, and there's a link to the camp right there on the homepage. We're also on social media. Uh, we've got a great Facebook page, Tim Peel Referee Camp. And we're also on Twitter, Tim Peel Referee Camp. So uh, look us up. Um, for those of you that have either messaged me or, or contacted us, no, Tim Peel is not following the social media, um, but, uh, but he is aware of everything that's going on. So um, look us up, give us a follow, and, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, best of luck down the road and with the camp. Thanks for having us, Brandon. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. Take care.